I saw something kind of interesting. Actually, it was really interesting. I read a little story. And it was a little story about an appraiser or an appraiser wannabe. I don't, I don't think that's nice. Uh, uh, an aspiring appraiser. How's that? That sounds much better. Um, and it kind of grabbed me a little bit. It got my attention. I thought it was very interesting. And I think you're going to find it interesting. It's it's a, a little bit of story of inspiration and grit and determination and not stopping. And sometimes right now, we as practicing appraisers might learn from this young man because it's a story about not stopping. And gosh, a lot of us are ready to stop and throw in the towel. So join this conversation when we come right back. Hi, this is Brian Reynolds. You're listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast, brought to you as always by the very fine folks over at Appraiser eLearning. You need some education? Check us out at appraiserelearning.com. We just got back from Val Expo, had a wonderful time. If you missed us there, please join us in September at the Appraisal Summit in Las Vegas. We'd love to see you there. We're partnering up with the National Association of Appraisers, and it's going to be a great event. So if you've got a little bit of time on your hands, come meet with us, meet with clients, meet with potential clients, meet with service vendors, and learn some stuff. And by the way, get some CE credit while you're at it. We'd love to see you at Planet Hollywood starting September 16th in Las Vegas. Well, well, without any uh, further delay, listen, I, I read this story, and uh, and it's a great story, and I want to share it with you in the event you haven't heard it. Uh, it's about a young man that uh, has a lot of determination, and uh, he, uh, he has set his goals on becoming an appraiser, and he's well on his way, and he hasn't, he hasn't let anything stop him yet, uh, and including a lack of transportation, uh, he, he, he solved that problem. And uh, luckily, he solved it in a much bigger way than what he solved it for uh, initially. So uh, I'd like to welcome to the program, Mr. Zaher Harris. Zaher, welcome to the program, my friend. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm super excited to have you here today. It was, it's a great story, and, I, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, because I, I think my listeners would, would love to hear your story. But before we get there, um, tell my viewers and my, my listeners a little bit about Zaire. Uh, my name is Zaire Harris. Um, I'm actually here in the Phoenix office. Uh, I am a trainee for RSDS. I'm actually from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, but I've been a trainee for about four going on five months now. Uh, been in Phoenix for four to five months now, and I will be able to dive into that transition uh, to this side of the country uh, as we get into the podcast. But I uh, went to Indiana University, um, have like a slight background in real estate, and uh, did a lot of research and uh, wanted to dive into the appraisal industry. Yeah, so what, I, and, and I'm just curious, you know, you, you did a little research, you were in college, you were, were looking at the real estate, right, career path. And then something kind of clicked and you said, hey, maybe I'll try this appraising thing. So, so what, what was it about appraising that kind of grabbed your interest to maybe, maybe kind of alter your path and, and go more specifically into appraising? 
Absolutely. So I think uh, more so by trial and error. Um, as you know, there's many facets, many different uh, parts of real estate, a lot of different professions. Uh, there was also some uh, avenues that I did try um, and just didn't really find, you know, the exact uh, path that I would like. And then was able to come across an opportunity to work for an appraisal company. Um, and it kind of drew my interest and wanted to learn more about the industry itself. Um, and then I came across the, an opportunity as a, a, a appraiser trainee for RSDS. And there wasn't too much content out there as for appraising uh, in general. And so I had to really dive deep into, you know, YouTube University and LinkedIn and do my homework. And I came across some great content like your podcast um, was able to grab some great nuggets from it and uh, was able to, you know, put myself in a position where I was able to get into the room with RSDS. And um, I'm here today. Oh, great, great. So you, you were a listener. You're a listener. Great, great. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. thank you. I didn't know that, but thank you. Thank you for those kind words. So tell us about the opportunity, right? You ran you ran across doing, doing some research on your own, doing a little digging, investigative uh, activity. You found out that RSDS was, was bringing on some folks that they would turn into a trainees initially and then with mm -hmm. a with a with a long-term you know projection to become an appraiser uh they they didn't have opportunities i guess right there in your market mm -hmm. so you were i mean you were willing to pick up and go to them is that is that what happened uh that's exactly uh what happened as i had stated i was uh i'm from indianapolis indiana and for rsds we have training facilities here in phoenix in San Diego and in the Dallas office. And so obviously none of those are in Indianapolis. And so um, I had to make a decision. Um, and if this was something that I really wanted to do, um, I would need to relocate to one of those uh, branches. And uh, just so happened that the Phoenix location was having openings at the moment. And so I had just had to, to seize the opportunity. So, so what has, uh, what's it been like transitioning, you know, from, living in in indianapolis to moving to arizona what what's that been like well i'll go ahead and say the the biggest difference obviously is the weather uh yeah. you know you're, go you're going from indiana which is you know around this time maybe mid 80s low 90s uh to here in phoenix where primarily every day was 110 115 117 um, obviously, when you're appraising, you're doing a lot of outside work and traveling and having to deal with the weather. Um, so all, all that aside, I think that, you know, definitely the housing market, is, it, there's a huge difference. Also, um, you know, the type of homes here, uh, the large scale and volume uh, of real estate that's being processed here is totally different from back home. So it's definitely been a, a learning experience for me and to see like the different changes in the markets. Yeah, yeah, pretty incredible. So uh, talk about, and, and we don't need to get into a, you know, super specific private details by any, by any stretch, but talk about, you know, you, you, did you fly down to interview or did you do an interview over Zoom or something like that initially? What, what was the process, if, if you could talk about that, uh, of, of the first time you reached out to them to the point in which they offered you the job? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, in the first series, you know, we meet uh, via Skype or, or excuse me, Zoom uh, virtually to kind of you know, get like a good understanding and kind of have that first uh, line of communication. Then as the process kind of moved forward, um, I did have to come here um, and visit in person to the Phoenix branch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it actually was a, a great opportunity. I love coming to Arizona. It's a beautiful place. And so um, I treated it as an opportunity to come to the West Coast and um, enjoy myself and was able to meet everybody here um, at the office during my visit and jailed pretty much immediately with everyone in the office. Uh, great individuals all around from the other trainees to the trainers. Um, and everybody just hit it off with me and uh, I definitely felt welcome. And uh, they, they, they welcomed me and everything kind of progressed forward from there. So, yes, I did have to come here and visit in person. Um, and as things progressed, was able to, uh, you know, put myself in that position. Okay, great. Well, talk a little bit about the story that I read, right, that, that kind of got my attention. So, so you, you get the job, right? You're, you're hired, but the, the, the stipulation is you got to move to Phoenix. So talk about the move first, and then uh, let's talk about how did you get an apartment, are you in a house, that kind of thing. Uh, talk a little bit about that process. Did you have a, did you have a house full of stuff to, to take, or did you just take your clothes? Talk about the, the big move, and then after the fact, where you lived and what was the distance from your residence to your office. Absolutely. So everything uh, really transitioned and moved uh, pretty fast. Um, and so between accepting the job and having to the, the day that I actually got start, I think it was about a three week difference between those. And so I really had to kind of get things going. And so um, I actually had a place in uh, Indianapolis. And so I actually was already Airbnb uh, that place. And so I had pretty much all of my personal stuff. Um, already put away and I didn't really have too much inside the house and so that really made things uh, pretty easy on me to be able to transition out of that that location and so um, I had I had a a decision to make Um, obviously when you're transitioning I had to find a residence I had to figure out you know my way around uh, the area and so obviously when you're moving things can get pretty expensive and I'm not rich by, by any means at all. So I did have some decisions to make. Um, I was able to solidify, you know, a place to, to stay. Um, there's actually, you know, uh, those type of uh, apps and uh, places where you can search uh, for short-term housing. Um, there's Airbnb, Verbo, but then there's also Furnish Finders, um, which is a, a platform for traveling professionals. Uh, more so used for like traveling nurses and and people of those um, professions, but you know any any type of profession uh, it would be uh, suitable for. And so I was able to solidify a place that was actually about four miles away from the office. And so um, was able to get in contact with the gentleman, let him know my story, my situation, and was able to get, uh, solidify you know a place for me to stay. And at that point, it was kind of I had to make a decision on whether I wanted to bring my car, whether I wanted to, you know, secure another vehicle while I was here, and or it was just, I'll, I'll figure it out when I get there, and that's kind of what I went with, I'll figure it out when I get here. Yeah, 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 and you know, four miles is not, four miles is not that far. <laughs> just just hold, hold, on, hold on right there for a minute, all right? I gotta do a little housekeeping before we hear 
any more of this story. Listen, I'd, I'd like to thank our sponsor, uh, LI Administrators and Insurance, for their continued support of the Appraisal Update podcast. I got to see a couple of representatives out at Bell Expo, went by their booth, had a great conversation. I love the little mints. They, they have these little, these little boxes that they give away. It's one of my favorite little giveaways at these conferences, and it's a little tin box, and you open it up, and it's mints. And, man, I, 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 I took two of those, and I need some more. They're great. You know, after you eat lunch, you eat a couple of little mints. I was eating them on the plane on the way home after waking up. Uh, so thank you for that as well, LIA. You know, since 1978, LIA Administrators and Insurance Services has been offering E&O insurance to valuation professionals. They apply superior customer service, exceptional liability education, and unparalleled claim defense to serve over 10,000. That's a bunch, ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 real estate professionals nationwide, just like you and I. LIA offers commercial bonds, general liability coverage, cyber liability, and much, much, much more. Visit liability.com to learn more about how LIA can help you and your business. Thanks again, LIA, for your support of the Appraisal Update podcast. We greatly appreciate your support. All right, Zaire. <laughs> so you move about four miles away, which by by many many people would be close, pretty close, right? Just, just I know people that drive <laughs> forty five minutes to work, right? Um, but why was four miles a little bit more challenging for you than maybe the typical person? Absolutely. So four miles in the car is about what. A- five minute drive if that but when you're traveling by different means of transportation you know via bike um, it's definitely a a different journey for sure Um, and so I definitely felt the the difference between the two but it was just something that I had to do um, in my current situation um, and that I'm grateful for and was able to uh, put that hunger in my belly and I was able to you know make it happen. Yeah, so let's set this up a minute, right? So, so I want I want my listeners listeners to fully understand this. You had a car; it was just back in Indianapolis, right? And so you had to pay some money to get to get to Phoenix. You had to secure housing. You created your current house as an Airbnb back home, which makes sense. You're probably making a little money on that, and and able to figure that out in 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 short huh, short term. But uh, but anyway, you initially rode a bike to work every day, and I want to just set this stage because I want to understand it first of all. <laughs> How long did it take you to ride the bike from your location where your your home? to your office and what was the average temperature in the morning when you rode from your home to the office yes so from my home to the office um, it was about four miles and during that time it was uh, about mid-april so fortunately it wasn't in the summertime where it was reaching those temperatures of 115, 117. It was actually uh, pretty, pretty chilly in the morning time, surprisingly. Um, I would put on a jacket, a light jacket, and be able to, to make that bike ride. Um, and so it would take me just, just a little bit over about 30, 35 minutes 
um, you know, there and then take me about 35 minutes at the end of the day to go back home. And so um, I rode my bike about four miles each way um, every day for uh, plenty of weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, so you wore a jacket on your way, but what about on your way home? Did you put that jacket on on the bike ride right home? Absolutely, did not put that jacket right back on. I put it right in my backpack and stayed there. It's a little, it's a little warm then, huh? Yeah, and, it warm, and, warms up. And how long did you do that, Zaire? I mean, how long did you ride the bike? I mean, this was every day, right? I assume Monday through Friday, yeah. your daily routine was get up, get ready. And get on the bicycle. Absolutely. So, yes, this uh, continued, I want to say, a little bit over a month. Um, so a couple weeks of, you know, every day uh, riding the bike to work, riding the bike from work. Then uh, I spoke to Randy Flowers, our vice president here at RSDS, mm -hmm. and he had kind of just pulled me aside and said, you know, you're doing a great job here. Um, we we got to take care of the people that take care of us. And so he just pulled me aside and said, hey, man, we got to figure out a plan to, to get your car here. We can't have you riding your bike every single day. It's going to start getting very warm here, um, as I did learn that he was uh, telling the truth about that. <laughs> yeah. um, and we, and we, uh, we crafted a plan to, to, to uh, secure my car here. And so um, I'm very grateful for him to, to do that gesture for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy's a great guy. And, uh, and so he didn't, he didn't know you were riding a bicycle every day to work initially, I, I don't guess. No, he actually did not. You know, if you, if you know anything about Randy, he's always on the go. He's traveling to so many different yeah. places. And so um, at the beginning of my journey here, we didn't really cross paths too much because um, he was traveling so much. But once he was finally able to come into Phoenix and kind of uh, understand the situation immediately, he uh, provided a plan for me to, to get things figured out. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, it's great when you have a leader take take very good care of of the team and the people around uh, around you so kudos to dr flowers that was very nice of him to say hey let's let's fix it i mean i'm, I'm sure you have incredible calf muscles <laughs> but but, <laughs> but let's let's get this guy you know not not spending this amount of energy and time every morning uh and afternoon riding by i mean that had to be you know maybe going in the morning might not be as bad but gosh after a full day of working and your and your your mind is exhausted and now you've got to get on a bike in hot weather and pedal 30 at least 30 minutes and that 30 minutes and in, in four uh miles that i mean you're getting on it pretty good yeah it wasn't like it was a straight shot neither there's a whole lot of incline decline uh, turns and things that you have to go through so um it was something that i didn't look forward to um i'll, I'll definitely say that much but yeah, um yeah. something that you just have to go through for sure yeah did you did you ever have any rain i guess it doesn't rain in phoenix does it <laughs> you hit it right on the head lucky it does not rain here in phoenix and so yeah. i was very very fortunate i was able to miss out on that yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, so yeah, I, I, I want to say uh, congratulations. And listen, I appreciate your determination and your drive uh, to, to take uh, small sacrifices. And, and, you know, during, during that time, it seemed like a major sacrifice, I'm sure. Uh, others would probably not even consider doing something like that, right? So, so you made that sacrifice, sacrifice to, to get where you want to be, right? And, and that's just one of, the, one of the hurdles that you have to jump in, in your path to becoming 
a certified appraiser. So update us on that. Where are you in your training process? Are you are you still uh, in your education or what, what's going on with your uh, transition? Absolutely. So as of right now, I'm about four months into my uh, training process. And so right now, um, I'm actually still here in the Phoenix office. Um, after about 12 months, you're able to become certified. And so I, I still have uh, a good amount of time left uh, before I'm able to become certified. Um, but every day is, is a beautiful journey. Every day um, I'm learning more um, and it's just another opportunity to, to get better every single day. So I've learned a whole lot in my four months here and every day I continue to learn new things. And so um, I truly love uh, being here every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um you'll be at that office until you get your credential. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. So yes, I'll be here at the Phoenix office until uh, that 12 months and I'm able to test uh, for the certification. Then at that point, I would be able to uh, figure out exactly where I would like to be uh, located at and practice at. So you, you have the ability, once you get through training, once you actually become a credentialed appraiser, then that opens the door of opportunity to move you to a different location if you if you want. You don't have to stay in the Phoenix market. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. And so once you're able to pass that certification, uh, you'll be able to sit down with uh, uh, Dr. Randy and the rest of the management team to kind of figure out uh, the best place uh, for you as as a person and as uh, the company and be able to figure out, you know, which market, you know, you would like to go to. Um, obviously, I, I still have a, a good amount of time before I get to that point, but um, that is the, the end goal to be able to get to that certification, pass that exam, and to be able to relocate to another market. Yeah. You know, that's one of the, one of the things that appealed to me about becoming an appraiser. You know, I was, I was in mortgage banking. I lived in Chicago, originally born and raised in Kentucky, where I'm sitting today. But I lived in Chicago and worked for a very large mortgage, mortgage servicing uh, and that's that's after the loan closes, where you make your monthly payment, they do your escrow analysis, they call you if you don't make your payment on time, you know, things like that. So I was on the servicing side back in those days, another lifetime ago. And uh, I was married back then and had, had a couple babies, and it was like, I want to go home. And what is a way that I could get home? And, and something just blinked one time, Zaire, and I said, you know, no matter where you live, they need real estate agents. And no matter where you live, they need appraisers. And gosh, this this might be an opportunity to help get me back home. And it worked. I was able to use use that once I became an appraiser. I was able to use that and move. And now I'm licensed in multiple states. I could go somewhere else if I want to. So if you if you could just pick anywhere, and I know Randy and them may have certain areas that that, that you know that create opportunities for you. But let's just say that you, they came to you and said, you, you have a blank canvas. You can go anywhere, right? Would that be Indianapolis? Would you go home to Indianapolis? Or do you think you'd go somewhere else? I'm just curious, what's your long-term thoughts on where you'd like to be as a practicing appraiser? Uh, that's a great question. Um, to answer it, I don't think that I would go back home um, I enjoy traveling to, you know, different situations and different environments. And so be coming out here definitely opened up my eyes that there is uh, a whole lot more to just uh, the place that you're born or, or where you're from. And so for me, 
I think that if I could pick any place, I would maybe pick Florida, uh, maybe specifically Miami. Um, this kind of in, in that market, um, there is a, a good amount of business and it's a, it's a great lifestyle out there in, uh, mm -hmm. in, 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 in the warm weather. Um, and so I think that if I were to choose today, uh, primarily would look into uh, the Florida market. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you take a surfboard to the office, right? <laughs> just go down that, the coast. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> coast <laughs> and just, just, just surf on down, you know, a couple of miles. That, that would be fun. So right. if, if we have any aspiring appraisers, if we have any folks that are wanting, maybe they're not even an appraiser. Maybe there's somebody that just have started doing some research like you. Uh, and let's say they're having a hard time, you know, let's face it. One of the biggest challenges of someone entering this profession is finding, finding a supervisor. Um, there's talk that, you know, Perea is going to help be an alternative to that. I've talked for a long time. Gosh, I just mentioned this down at ATA with uh, Mr. Button, uh, make the model similar to the real estate brokerage side. You know, you, you can take classes and take the exam and pass and you're a licensed real estate agent you just have to work with a broker why don't we do that on the appraisal side take all the classes take your exams pass and you're a licensed appraiser you just have to work with a with a certified appraiser for a prescribed period of time uh, but but let's just say that there's somebody listening or watching that wants to get into this space and uh, Zaire, they they've had a challenge trying to find a supervisor what words of advice would you give to those folks listening or watching right now uh the advice that i would give is to do as much research as you can uh there's great uh, content like the appraisal update here that you can go into and find a lot of information a lot of good nuggets and to just go into linkedin um, be able to search, you know, certified appraisers in your area and just, you know, go ahead and shoot them a message. Um, try to pick their brain, give them a phone call. You have to put yourself uh, in, in those spaces and in those situations and do as much research as possible. And so I would say, you know, log into YouTube, uh, log into LinkedIn, do as much research as you can and uh, reach out to individuals. Don't be scared. Um, everybody, you know, it's, we're, we're all people, uh, we're all professionals and everybody should want to pull each other up. And so you just have to put yourself in that position of, uh, being, being vulnerable and being able to, uh, do that research. And so that would be my, my suggestion to anyone that was interested. What great, what great advice. I mean, very well said, my friend. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think that's some excellent advice. Zaire Harris, thank you so much for being here today. Listen, if, if somebody watching wanted to, wanted to reach out to you, uh, and, and just have a quick conversation, do you mind sharing an email address or something, how somebody could, uh, get in touch with you? Absolutely. If you were to, uh, look me up on LinkedIn, uh, Zaire Harris, um, I'm very active on there. I get all the, uh, the notifications. So um, sh uh, shoot me a request on there. Uh, shoot me a message, and then we can be able to have a, a further conversation if you are interested. So uh, Zaire Harris on LinkedIn. Zaire, thank you so much for uh, carving a little time out to spend with me today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I love your story. Keep up the good work. Keep that fire in your belly. Uh, and before you know it, uh, you'll be a certified residential appraiser in no time. Awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, you have a great platform here and I'm glad to be a part of it.
Thank you for those kind words. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast. Thank you very much for spending a few minutes with me and my friend Zahair. Please stay safe. Make some money. Think about diversifying your practice a little bit. I'm diversifying. as we speak i'm doing uh going in different directions doing different things but until next time i'm your host brian reynolds for zaire harris happy appraising the appraisal update podcast is brought to you by appraiser e-learning